yeah, what it do, QP Nation, QP Sports Exchange back on the air. It's your boy Vince, and can you feel it? It is that time of year. QP Nation, we're surging, and the NBA season kicks off tomorrow. The association is back, so who heads a QP Nation? We're back, and we proceed to give you what you need. And let me tell you something, we got a fabulous preview for you. We efforted to get Coach T in the building. It didn't work out, but we still hype. We are still ready to go. And I can't wait to bring it to you. So, obviously this is the NBA preview. We're going to talk about a couple things before the preview that I want to... um kind of update people on and go from there so we had a show about a month and a half back and we highlighted a couple prep stars in the hoop state shout out to north carolina doing it real big when it comes to b-ball and where are we we are on b-ball monday I have a couple guys that are close to my heart. One is Addison Archer. This kid is, uh, he's he's brilliant. And I honestly am looking at him and just really impressed with the young man in total. You know, not just a basketball player. Humble young man and just working hard on his craft. So we're going to kind of give you a little preview of him again. And talk about what he's going through and kind of update you where he is. So we're going to do that right now. If you don't know, he's part of CP3's AAU team. All right. So one of the top teams in the country. The profile on him basically says that he has a real chance to be a great defender. He has a natural timing and ability to be around the ball at all times. So they're saying that. He's just a a maven defensively. 6'7", long arms, and wants to play good defense. That's You know what? That's huge right then and there. He has a mindset to play defense. So if you're Duke, (laughs) you know, if you're other schools who... Like to get after it on the defensive end. This might be your guy. He's class of 2023. Okay. So he's 6'7 already. Okay. I just want everybody to kind of lock in on that situation right there. All right. 6'7. Wanting to play defense. Has ability to get to the rim when he wants to. Can play off the ball. Has to work on the J. And I know my man is going to be working on his craft. So I will be dropping his uh, IG information towards the end of the show. And we'll do that for you. The other thing is this. Is that my man has an issue with his wrist right now. Um, So prayers up to him. So Addison. This is your boy Vince. Prayers up to you, bro. Heal up. Get back into the lab. Continue to do what you do. And I'll be looking forward to big things 
come later in 2021. The other the other young man that I want to talk about is Braylon McCain. He is a 5'11 combo guard. He averaged 22 and a half points for his AAU team last year. The one thing that has been said about Braylon is that as a combo guard, he creates his own offense off the bounce. So he has tremendous ability to get into the lane and finish. They say that he has a really stellar developing pick and roll game. That's going to be super important in all the higher levels of basketball. Oh, by the way, my man can dunk. Okay? He don't have hopes. He got hops. He's in. Okay? He's legit. He's ranked 123rd in the state, Hoop State, North Carolina. I'm looking for that rating to go up. You know what I'm saying? I might have to get on Ronnie 2K and get Braylon's numbers up. You know what I'm saying? Who do I got to talk to in the state of North Carolina to get my mans up into the top 100? Because his game is pretty nice. I wanted to go ahead and highlight those, those young men again and give them love because of the fact that they are down with QP Sports Exchange and I'm down with them. So much love to Addison Archer and much love to Braylon Kane. I'm looking for big things from these guys very, very soon. So I just wanted to give you guys a little update on that. The other thing is that we're going to talk about is Keontae Johnson. When we last potted on B-Ball Monday, his situation, he was still in the hospital. He was still in critical. My man is doing well. He's talking, walking. Um, we don't know what it looks like for his prospects to come back to the University of Florida. So prayers up for that. Prayers up for God to take care of this young man and get him back to do what he really loves to do, which is who. So Keontae Johnson into your family and to all the medical people that were there to take care of that young man. God bless y'all. We are really uh, rooting for you, Keontae. QP Sports Exchange is definitely sending its prayers out to you and your family. So those are the updates on things that we kind of talked about in the past. So listen, if you have just got on to the QP Sports Exchange train, there's archived episodes that you need to go back to because there are going to be things that we're going to reference now that were back then. So do yourself a favor. Get immersed into QP Sports Exchange Nation. Know what we're talking about so you're not behind. Because this is an inclusivity podcast. This is a podcast for the people. And I am for the people. We are trying to build the greatest podcast network of all time. That is just not speak. That is prayers. That is hard work. That is dedication to bringing you two podcasts a week right now. So 
that's where we headed. So get on the archives, get back into it. If there's something that you want to talk about, you know we're going to give you out the social media. Okay, first and foremost, Twitter, at QP Sports. On Instagram, at QP Sports Exchange. We have a website. The website is lovely. It is absolutely magnificent. And if you have not gone yet, go. And that is question point podnetwork.com question point podnetwork.com there's some articles on Taylor Horton Tucker up there we have a nice Giannis article and a Milwaukee Buck article up there um, and we also have something on the college football as far as the playoffs um, how how it's all put together And we also have a story on Nick Saban in Alabama. So, listen, the website is doing it real, real big. So, if you're part of QP Sports Exchange Nation, you got to be going on to the website as well. So, we're building. This is the thing that I had talked about and dreamed of for a long time. And it's coming to fruition. So, we are now going to give great gratitude to God. Because... Without him, nothing's possible. With him, everything is possible. And we're going to thank the Lord for all the gifts that we've received in 2020. Questionpointpodnetwork.com, at QP Sports, Twitter, and at QP Sports Exchange, Instagram. That's how you can find me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not hard to find. I give it to you on a real level. So... We are done with the early part of the pie, and here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. It is time for the show. It is time for the NBA preview special. And I can't be more excited. I don't even know how to explain to you tomorrow. We The association is back. And we're back, and we got B-Ball Monday, and we're about to do the preview. So let's... Go. Those of you that think that gospel music has gone too far, you think we've gotten too radical with our message. Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, now you know. Glory, glory! So we have a couple of news and notes that we got to clean up before the preview. So we'll get right to them. So the Milwaukee Bucks lost a second round pick in 2022 because of the Bogdan Bajanovic, um debacle. So if you guys didn't really read into that, it was just like a lost free agency situation. No, it was not. It was not at all. So... What actually happened is Milwaukee and Sacramento Kings had a trade. And I guess they had a trade in basically set up. Okay. So, but they had this trade before free agency started. Like way before free agency started. So they had the framework framework of this trade already set up. They just didn't tell anybody. So, yo, we got to get the Milwaukee Bucks 
hooked up with like a smartphone or a tablet. Hell, even a day planner would work. Bucks fans, you guys need to chip in for one of those uh, desk calendars. You know, the ones that old school style where it was like as big as the desk and you write all over it. Had the days, had the days in the in the months of the year. They might want want to mix in like some sort of Gmail uh, calendar situation for Milwaukee Bucks organization, so they don't lose second round draft picks. What? Are you kidding? I mean, it's all love, Milwaukee. You know, I love y'all. I'm glad you got Giannis. Read the article on questionpointpodnetwork.com. You know I got love for you. That's right. I just don't pod. I write as well. I cook. I bake. I'm a renaissance man. This is what I do. But Milwaukee Bucks fans, you need to bring your organization into the 21st century. Have them mix in calendar notes. So they don't do things out of order and lose second round draft picks. With all the money tied up into Giannis and Chris Middleton and maybe Drew Holiday, you guys are going to need all the picks you can get to help continue to build your squad. Shame on you, Milwaukee Bucks. Shame on you not using technology to help you. All right, the Lakers and Kyle Kuzma came to an agreement, three-year extension for $40 million. Kuz got the bag. Good for him. He's been kind of like the Swiss Army knife of the Lakers pretty much since he's got here. And actually, myself personally, I've been hard on Kuzma. I've called Kuzma trash. And then I, I got to talk to a scout couple days ago and the scout just said hey whoa 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 hold on he's not and I'll tell you why he said to me that you gotta remember the first two years it was free flow offense just go out there and make a play and Kuz was good for that right he was on the back end of the Kobe era so remember what the Lakers used to be they weren't a great team so you had a guy who was trying to establish himself in the association. You know, he was getting shots where he could get them. Now, fast forward, LeBron's here. Okay? Now, he has to curtail his role in a completely different manner and work within the framework of the offense. That's a tremendous adjustment for a player, especially a young player trying to establish themselves. And when the scout kind of broke it down to me like that, I was really going, okay, I've been real hard on Kuz. Okay, you're right. Had to look at it from 30,000 feet instead of, you know, three feet away. Kuz got his money, three years, $40 million. Here's the one caveat I'll give you in this. Because I'm really happy for Kuz and I hope he stays. I'm a, I'm a, I like Kuz. I want him to succeed. But here's the one caveat I will give. Now that he signed the extension, his cap hit for this year, the Lakers can take back 
$10.9 million in salary if they trade Kuzma. So keep on the lookout for that. Okay? Because remember, the Lakers are stacked. Look at the lineup, right? If we project the lineup being something like Dennis Schroeder, KCP, LeBron, AD, Mark Gasol, and then we have Wes Matthews, we have Taylor Horton Tucker, Alex Caruso, Kyle Kuzma, and Montrez Harrell, and I haven't even gotten to Marquise Morris yet. I mean, the Lakers are stacked. They got a lot of players that deserve and have played in the league a long time to get minutes. So if the Lakers were looking for a piece, you know, obviously you want to play 20 games to see who you are, see what areas that you can improve in, see what areas that might be something that during playoff time might be critical to your success, right? So with all that said, and I'm hoping that Kuzma stays forever. I hope he's a lifelong Laker, makes all the money that he can. But just keep a lookout for that little piece of information that your boy Vince and the QP Sports Exchange gave you on December 21st, NBA Eve, right? NBA Season Eve. I'm so geeked up. I'm so ready for this. I can't wait to see the Lakers. I can't wait to see KD. Man, I am pumped. But kudos to Kuzma getting his money. Super excited about that. As a Laker fan, you know that I'm going to get down with the purple and gold all day, every day. So you knew you were going to get that news. We have one other little piece of information to pass along to you. And I say little piece of information facetiously, sarcastically. So the Utah Jazz gave Rudy Gobert an extension of five years and $205 million. That dude got the serious bag. He got the real bag. That is, yo, I'm taken care of, my kids are taken care of, and my kids' kids are taken care of, no doubt. Right? So, the Utah Center gets a five-year deal, $205 million. It's all set. He's ready to go. Here's my one thing about the extension that I'll say. I'm happy that he got the extension. And with what that team is and the extension for who it was, I can see it. The money, the team, it all fits to me. Now, I will have this one question that I will propose to my hoop heads out there. In a league that is all about open space, offense, flow, um, you know, not a clogged lane, those sort of things, and wings and guards have become the vogue positions in the NBA, having a bunch of, you know, six foot seven dudes running around the court is good for basketball, right? Creates flow. So, here's my question. Have traditional centers become the equivalent of the NFL running back? 
I'll repeat the question. Have traditional centers in the NBA become the equivalent of NFL running backs? Think about it, right? It's almost like a dying breed. Nobody wants to spend like $30 million a year on a, on a running back in the NFL, and you don't see it. They don't value them. Every once in a while, you'll see like two or three get drafted in the first round. But a lot of people say, draft your running backs in the second and third round. Because those dudes can do pretty much what the other dudes can do. And you're not paying them as much. So if that's the case, if we agree on that. Now, I'm not saying this is gospel. I just want want something for you guys to think about. If we can agree on that, and if that's the case, is it wise to invest a sum of money on a player who can't be on the court in the last five minutes? Because here's the thing. When you have a traditional big, right, let's talk about Andre Drummond, all right? I won't even use Gobert. I'll use Andre Drummond of the Cavaliers. Here's a traditional big. This dude, if he played... 34, 34, 35 minutes a game. He is 15 and 15. I mean, at least 15 and 14. This dude is a monster. He just rebounds and get pushbacks and dunks. He doesn't really have an outside game to speak of at all. He doesn't shoot well from free throw percentage. So, Andre Drummond, in the last five minutes of a basketball game, when it's winning time, and it's like within three to five points, you can't have him on the court. So the effectiveness of a rim protector goes away because he's gone. Because on the offensive end, he stymies the offense. He clogs the lane. It's not like he has a bunch of post-up moves that make him so vicious and make him so unguardable that you're willing to keep him in. And then the other downfall, and Coach T is going to shake his head when I say this. This dude is like a 50% free throw career. Like career 50% free throw shooter. That's a liability in the last five minutes of ball game. You can't have somebody... Who, let's say for let's say for giggles, he shot four three four free throws in the first half, probably hit him, and now he's gonna miss his next six with like five minutes to go in the game, and you're up by two or down by one. You just can't have him in the game. So, I'll ask the question again: If traditional centers are going the way of the NFL, is it wise to invest? like pretty much max money to a traditional center hit me up on uh, twitter at qp sports hit me up on instagram at qp sports exchange i'll be loving to hear from you guys to see what you guys think of that and your response to it i'm i'm very much looking forward to it so hit me up on at qp sports for twitter and at QP Sports Exchange on Instagram. And act like you know up in here. GP. Put your hands together.
Now here is the NBA season preview show. I'm so pumped up. Tomorrow is the 22nd. Tomorrow we got games. And I can't be more excited about that situation. Let's talk about some basketball right now. Y'all know y'all getting air horns. It's, yo... Your game face must be real, real good right now. We're getting into it. So, without further ado, the NBA preview show. So, we're going to start off with, you know, the executive of the year. Now, here's the thing. Bias, 100%. Laker fan, 100%. Um, LA, the la la, where I dwell. Come on now. Weather's great. You know, sitting in mid-December. Sorry, Green Bay fans. Sorry, Iowa Hawkeye fans. But we're sitting in weather, like, you know, just chilling. Low 70s. Middle of December. What you gonna do with that? It's just awesome. But the executive of the year be Rob Palenka. I mean, let's just go through it, alright? Let's talk about this man's offseason. The signings of LeBron James and Anthony Davis to long-term deals. Not one-and-one, not will play a year and then opt out. No. Long-term. We're locked up. We're ready to go. These are our pillars of our franchise. And also, they just so happen to be both in the top five as far as players around the league. So, you really can't do too much better than that if you're going to lock those dudes up. Kudos to Rob Palinka. Shout out to you, Rob, doing it real big, bringing home championship number 17. Now, he didn't stop there. Check this out. He picked up not only the reigning sixth man of the year, but the runner-up to the sixth man of the year. He picked up Dennis Schroeder, who was the runner-up, and Montrez Harrell, who was the reigning sixth man of the year. Oh, yeah, by the way, both those players are 26 and 27 years of age, respectively. And then you took them off Western Conference Finals, or Western Conference folks. Montrez Harrell from the Clippers, who's probably the number two team in the Western Conference. And Dennis Schroeder from OKC. So, you helped your franchise, hurt franchises that you got to battle for for playoff position. I mean, this is genius. And then he followed it up with picking up Mark Gasol, who is still one of the best passing big men and when you're in the half-court offense, he's going to make the right play. And they signed just another steady vet. Basically, they took Danny Green and said, what can we do? And they found Wes Matthews Jr. 
And if you look at Danny Green and Wes Matthews, it's like the same dude. But you're only paying Wes like $3 million a year. So you're feeling really good about that. You've been able to kind of change, kind of augment your investment and move it into different players who are going to play a bigger role as far as scoring points for you, right? Wes is still going to give you 9 or 10 a game, shoot good from the 3, play good defense. So it's the same thing as Danny Green, but you were able to get Montrezl Harrell and Dennis Schroeder. So if you look at it as a package deal, it's fantastic. This dude has really done it real big. You know, I know a lot of people will talk about OKC's Presti and all the draft picks he got. You know, Atlanta and their brain trust down there and getting Gallinari and Bogdan Bajanovic. And they do deserve some mention and some shout out. And that's why I'm giving them love right now. But. When you look at what Rob Palinker did, you cannot argue with that. That guy went and looked at his team and said, we got to make some changes right now. And he did. So kudos to you, Rob. I'm giving you executive of the year. Now, coach of the year. When you look at coaches, right, it's always going to be somebody that makes a huge leap. Someone who either makes a huge leap or lost a significant piece of a team and they continue to do exactly what they did last year or even better. So those are the themes that you're looking for in a coach of the year candidate. Now, the great thing about these picks, they're about human beings and you know human beings are flawed. So... Keep in mind, when I say, you know, these things, this is something that I believe in, but also I'm giving you, like, storylines and things of that nature. So, I think Coach of the Year is going to go to Steve Nash. I'll tell you why. He's getting KD and Kyrie fully healthy 72 games. Boom. The other thing is, you still don't know what the team is going to look like at the end of the year. James Harden Specter is still out there. His ghost of b-ball and going through his legs and dribbling for 22 seconds is still out there so we don't know who's going to get him yet there has been no trade as of this show there has been no james harden trade as of now so with that being said let's still look at the nets so you got kd you got all the pieces that they had last year joe harris is back Spencer Dinwiddie is back. Karis LeVert is back. Kyrie's healthy. So that team is going to be a lot better than what they were last year. And Steve Nash, the first year rookie coach, will bear the fruit of that. So KD is going to look real, real nice this year. And prayers are powerful. Man. I, I've i heard so many people talking about, I can't wait to see Kevin Durant play. Is he going to be the same? There's like a real anticipation for KD coming back, and I just can't wait to see him. I hope the Slim Reaper, I know he don't like to be called that, 
But, you know what I'm saying? That dude is so, so smooth on the basketball court. And the association is going to get a lot of love with him back in the league. So, Coach of Gear, Steve Nash. You know, I think you could probably look at Monty Williams as well. You could probably look at if um, OKC overachieves and see what they do. Um, maybe Doc Rivers, if he can do something that's different in Philadelphia. But my my money's on Steve Nash. The narrative just works for me. Now, most improved player. Now, I don't know if he'll get enough minutes. I don't know if he will carve up enough time. But my going into the season guy is the guy that I've been talking a lot about. Taylor Horton Tucker. So last year, he basically played in the G League, played in a couple games. He was pretty much, his game was so smooth in the bubble. You know, he got some time, got some burn. And now in the preseason, this dude went crazy. You know, averaging 22 points a game, six and a half rebounds, three and a half assists, two and a half steals, shooting 55% from the field, 54% from three-point range. This dude looks super nice. So with that, you just sit there and go, well, is he going to get enough time? That's my only, only thing where I can't feel confident about that pick. But I know somebody who is going to get a lot of time because they gave him the keys. Jeremy Grant left in Denver. So mile high basketball, I'm talking about your boy, Michael Porter Jr. If Michael Porter Jr. either A, gets traded in the James Harden deal Keep in mind, there's probably about five or six teams that I'm going to mention, and James Harden's name is going to be attached to them because he's just hanging out. He's just this, like, he's like this little satellite moon that's just hovering around our NBA planet. And where he lands is going to be significant, so you know your boy will drop that emergency pod when it comes down. But Michael Porter Jr., is going to get every opportunity to play. He's going to get a lot of burn. He's going to get some opportunities to shoot because of the fact that the offense that is run in Denver. So that would be the favorite to me going in to the season as basically most improved player. But if Taylor Horton Tucker gets a significant role in the Lakers, I see those two battling that out. For the most improved player supremacy. Now, defensive player of the year. I'm going to home for Anthony Davis. Y'all know why. It's not really, um, it's not news. (laughs) I'm a Laker fan, right? So, here's the thing that I'll give, though, to this. It's not, I'm just not just going to give you like, oh, I like the Lakers and this is the information. No, I give you facts. I try to give you a little insight. That makes it, you know, okay, yeah, I can see that. Okay, here's my thing with Anthony Davis in Defensive Player of the Year. One, he's already won a ring. So his confidence is going to go through the roof. 
as talented as he is, he's still 27. There's room to grow. There's room to improve. And here's the thing. As the mantle is slowly passed to AD, you got to start building up the resume. You got to start putting trophies, not just Larry O. Larry O'B trophies, Larry O'Brien trophies. You got to start stacking up the resume, defensive player of the year, MVP, all of that, right? So here's the thing. JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard do not play for the Lakers anymore. So on the defensive end, Anthony Davis is going to have a bigger role. He's going to have to be more on the defensive end to kind of make up some of the loss of those two guys. Because right now, the Lakers, other than Anthony Davis, do not have great rim protection. That's why I talked about early on, Kuzma getting the extension. Keep your eye out for it. I'm not saying that Kuzma's going to get traded, but if he does, look for that piece to be solidified for the Lakers. But Anthony Davis is somebody who can steal the ball. He plays great defense. He can guard three through five. He can get out on a guard. He has long arms. So he's my pick for defensive player of the year. Now, the other dude to look out for is Bam Adebayo. Bam is a beast. You know, he knows what his role is on that team. Jimmy Butler is going to scream at him to get him to do his role. Not saying he has to, but you know Jimmy B. You know Jimmy going to be Jimmy, right? He's going to squeeze every ounce of talent out of that team. Here's another team that's in the James Harden world as well. So we don't know what that team is going to look like come later on in the year as well. But Bam is going is the defensive anchor of that squad. So if he's averaging three blocks and 14 rebounds and, you know, his plus minus is real good and his defense's efficiency is real good, you know he's going to be up there at the top of the list. Now, the other usual suspects on this situation is what? Giannis, maybe Embiid, Rudy Gobert. So, these are the people that you have to look out for. But my pick for Defensive Player of the Year is going to be Anthony Davis playing for the world champion, defending world champion, Los Angeles Lakers. You know how I do it. 2020, 2021 NBA preview is going real big. I'm super excited about it. I hope you guys are too. Because we bring you much heat. Much love. And I'm so excited to do it. So let's move on. Let's look at some of the other big ones that's coming up. As I take a sip of coffee. Because. You know. Got to keep the energy real nice for you guys. Alright. Alright. Sixth man of the year. Now. I'm going to say honestly. I wish I had more time. With the sixth man of the year. Because I would love to see the, how the rotations are playing like 15, 20 games in. You know, um, I would like to be able to see, you know, where guys are coming off the bench. And what the role is. Or are they breaking out and, you know, carving out even a bigger role in the team. 
But if I'm going to go ahead and take a person for six men of the year, I'm going to go way off the board. I've heard names like Danilo Gallinari, Matrez Harrell. I've heard people say that either Wiggins or Oubre is going to come off the bench. So, one of those guys. You know what I'm saying? So, I've heard some names. But I'm going to give you a name to look out for. My sixth man of the year is going to be Shake Milton from the Philadelphia 76ers. I think, one, he's going to get minutes. Two, he's not going to start. I think they're going to put little itty-bitty guys on the court to start the game. Seth Curry, other people who can shoot. And then Shake Milton is going to come off the bench. And I'm looking for Shake to do like 13, 4 rebounds, 6, 7 assists. You know, Shake got real game. The He improved his three-point stroke. So, Shake Milton, I'm going to give SMU some love. Former Pony Express dude. Yeah, absolutely. Shake Milton is my sixth man of the year. Now we get to rookie of the year. And I am hyped up about this because there's some bomb rookies out there. So before we even do this and before we even bring it to you, I'm going to give you something that you absolutely need to get yourself going. All right, Rookie of the Year, we super excited. There's a lot of candidates out there. Let's talk about them, and then let's give you the Rookie of the Year in the association. So, first and foremost, look at this. Think about it this way, right? You got to think of guys who are going to get opportunity. So, Anthony Edwards should get opportunity, okay? James Wiseman is playing for a really good team. Who has playoff aspirations. So he might not get the opportunity to be able to do everything that he could do. Because he's on the team with Steph, Draymond, and even Andrew Wiggins. All these guys have a bigger stature in the game than he does. So he's just going to get in where he fits in. Block shots, rim run, play good defense. That's all Steve Kerr is going to ask him to do this year. If he does it at a real, real high level, he might have an outside shot at the defense, at the rookie of the year. So, <clears throat> let's look at other guys. I don't think Patrick Williams is going to have a chance at um, rookie of the year. So, let's move along. Let's look at other guys who might, right? Okay. Is Oneka Okongwu going to get enough burn in Atlanta? Probably not. So, we move on to Obi Toppin. Is he going to get enough burn? Julius Randle is there. We got RJ Barrett still trying to uh, establish himself. A lot of young cats on that team. Is Obi Toppin going to be able to carve out his niche? You know, these are questions that we got to ask, right? Is Denny Abdia, who is my one of my favorite players in the draft, out of Washington? Is he gonna get enough run to get 
that situation squared away and run off with the rookie of the year. He might. He might. Now, the, one of the guys that I've been really impressed with is, and we talked about him before the year started, was Ty- Tyrese Halliburton. Tyrese Halliburton looks super nice on the basketball court. He is another Iowa State guard. They just grow him out there. Shouts out to you, Ames, Iowa. Shouts out to Ames, Iowa in the Cyclones in the Iowa State University basketball program, putting dudes in the league, putting dudes in the league that can play and just do a lot of different things. Taylor Horton Tucker, Tyrese Halliburton. Okay, so here's a guy who, if he gets enough burn, if he, if they start him and it will probably upset Buddy Hill, so that's the problem. But if he started, it's going to make that team defensively better. It's going to make the offense flow better. And you can see it in the preseason. You can see it. He made the right pass. He made the secondary pass. It was just a pleasure to watch. And he can also go get you a bucket when he needs to. So... That's a guy that I got my eye on for Rookie of the Year, but it's not my favorite Rookie of the Year. So, without further ado, we gave you some of the usual suspects. We gave you some of the candidates. But my Rookie of the Year this year is, oh yeah, Big Baller Brand. You know how we do it, right? LaMelo Ball is going to be the Rookie of the Year. Charlotte, stand up. This is not because me and Coach T are Boys, this is not because I got a lot of love for Charlotte because I got a lot of listeners in Charlotte. Nah, these are straight facts, homie. LaMelo Ball is going to get a ton of burn because you know what? He went to the right team. He went to a team where, hey, man, make the mistakes. Do what you need to do. This dude off the bat, you know pretty much he's going to be nine assists, 10 assists due right off the bat. He's also 6'8". So, he is going to rebound at a high clip. Like 6'7". You know, 6'7 rebounds a game. He's going to get that. He's just going to fall into rebounds being 6'8". And being a guard. And his ability to bring the ball off off the glass and then take it all the way down court and make a play for his team. That's something that is truly valuable in this league. And I think he's going to score enough where he's going to be in the running in contention for rookie of the year. I'm excited. I believe that LaMelo is going to bring it home for the big ball of brand. Shouts out to Lonzo and Leangelo Ball. Your baby brother is about to bring it home. For the Queen City of Charlotte, North Carolina. And be that Rookie of the Year in the association. A lot of love for Charlotte. I love that Gordon Hayward pickup too. Because, again, I believe that he's the pro to help LaMelo Ball be a pro. That's the guy. That's the guy you wanted. 
And I don't mind you paying him $30 million to shepherd your superstar, LaMelo Ball. Because you know what? That's a wise investment. So shout out to Michael Jordan and the Hornets organization for making maybe not the splashiest move. Maybe not the move that everybody thought. Everybody thought they overpaid for Gordon Hayward. But if this dude can stay healthy and give that team 18 points a game and show LaMelo Ball how to be a pro, I don't care what their record is. You're a successful franchise because of that. And it's going to have long-term dividends for you, Charlotte. All right. So now we're going to move on to our MVP. You know how we do it here at QP Sports Exchange. These predictions are fearless. We do not hesitate. And we do not flinch. And here we go. The MVP of the league. MVP is a story-driven award. I want to say that one more time. The MVP of the NBA, keep in mind, is a story-driven award. So let's look for the stories, right? Kevin Durant coming back off injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that comeback player of the year is pretty much locked up for that cat, right? This guy gets to 27 points a game, 8 or 9 rebounds, 4 assists. Oh, that's going to be the comeback player of the year. And it also might propel him because of the story, the narrative. Come off the horrendous injury. It could propel him to MVP status in the association. Let's look at another story. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is coming off a world championship. He put the doubters to sleep with that, you know, he couldn't help lead his team to a championship. He hit a game-winning bucket in the playoffs, in the bubble. That helps. Know that LeBron speaks, and when he speaks, he speaks in a way where it gets the attention of all NBA media. So if LeBron puts out the the hype machine for AD this year in MVP status, you might be looking at the MVP of league in the la-la. And that will be Anthony Davis. If this dude puts up a couple more points a game. Now, if he also backs it up with a defensive player of the year award, that dude is going to have a real good shot at the MVP. Because on offense, you already know he's super nasty. You know that he can get to a spot. Oh, by the way, just a little information for you. Frank Vogel has given AD the green light to shoot six to seven three-pointers a game. Last year, Anthony Davis averaged 3.5 attempts. At three a game. And Frank Vogel wants him to shoot seven, eight a game. Yo, that's real big. And if this dude gets to like 32, 33 wins a game, no doubt MVP will also be in front of his name as well. 
not just champion. Now, the story that everyone is going to glom onto, everyone is going to glean onto, is the Luka Doncic story. Luka is what everybody wants. A player that is super gifted. He doesn't look super athletic, which he is. He is young. He's just very um, hardworking. And the other thing is that the brand of basketball that Dallas plays, he's going to get his points, he's going to get his rebounds, and he's going to get his assists. He is the stir- He is the straw that stirs the drink in Dallas. Make no doubt about it. I don't care about Christoph Porzingis. I don't care about anybody else you bring in. Luka Doncic is the dude. And whether he's MVP this year or within the next three years, this dude will be MVP. But the story is written. If for some reason, now remember, we're only playing 72 games. So getting a 50 is going to be real hard. But if Luka can get his team to above 45, that's the key. He has to be a legitimate threat in the playoffs to the Lakers and to the Clippers. If he can get to 46 wins, he's going to be in the MVP talk. And watch out for the stories. I'm telling you, literally start, start January 1st. Watch out for the Lucas stories. Oh, man, he's playing out of his mind. Oh, man, did you see what he did last night? Oh, man, he dropped 40 on his team. Oh, man, he got 18 rebounds last night. Watch out for the stories. And if you see a couple couple extra national stories, you'll kind of lean. You'll start to see that the, the NBA media is starting to lean Lucas' way as well. Because that's... Basically, what the MVP is a hype train. Okay? So, those are the three guys that I'm looking at at MVP. Okay? couple more. I'll give you some dark horses. If Chris Paul pulls some more magic out of the Valley of the Sun, Devin Booker is going to be in that MVP race. Mark my words. If that team not only get if they get to the playoffs and let's say they're a five seed or a four seed, Devin Booker is going to get run as an MVP candidate for sure. Another guy who you might want to look at, but we already know his name. He's the baby face he's the Bay Area baby face assassin. I'll say that again. He's the Bay Area babyface assassin, Steph Curry. Keep in mind, no Splash Brothers. It's just him. So, this dude can go off for 35. Alright? That's another outside dude. Always Dame Lillard is going to be in that conversation. Because people love Dame. I love Dame. You love Dame. My mama Love Dame Lillard. My wife, Belinda, she loved Dame Lillard. Dame time is big everywhere. Oak Town, Bay Area, represent Dame Lillard. 
wearing the number zero because it's the only thing that looks like Oakland that he could wear. So he going to be in that, you know, kind of MVP peripheral situation. If his team jumps up, he'll also be a candidate as well. So those are the those are the players. Now I'm going to give you my pick. All right. My pick for the 2020-21 MVP is none other than that bad man from Brooklyn, Kevin Durant. Listen, Kevin Durant, MVP. The story writes itself, coming back off injury, leading the Nets to prominence. You know, that dude is going to be super efficient this year, especially if they keep all the pieces and they do not trade for James Harden. That dude, Kevin Durant, is going to be absolutely ridiculous this year. If I am saying that he's going to average like 28 points a game, he's going to average about eight and a half rebounds, he's going to average about four, four assists, he's going to average like a steal and a half, and he's going to average like a block. So I'm going to tell you right now, if that's not MVP, I don't know what is. I know Giannis, I know you Milwaukee Buck fans are thinking, Giannis, I got you, but remember, he's won it twice. It's a story-driven thing. So now Giannis is getting old, he got his money. So now, now that he's got his money, watch the media start to tear him down a little bit. Just watch. Watch and pay attention. Okay, remember, Giannis was on the, you know, the first rookie, you know, not the first rookie deal, but, you know, the secondary deal. You know, you make good money, but you're not making, like, crazy money, right? Now, Giannis got the Supermax. Watch the media. Watch the NBA media starts to tear him down a little bit. Oh, oh, he got his money. Did he work on his outside shot? Dude, if that dude averages 30 points a game, 10, 12 rebounds a game, couple blocks, I don't care where he shoots from. I don't care if he shoots from the stands. I don't care if he shoots from his bedroom. I don't care if he shoots from his shower. It doesn't matter. That dude is one of the best players in the game. And just like LeBron, Giannis is one of those guys that can win MVP every year and nobody will say anything because it's pretty much fact. It's the same thing. LeBron can win the MVP every single year. It just so happens that the media gets fatigued because he is on the brightest stage and it doesn't matter whether he's in Cleveland, LA, Miami, Alaska, Brazil, uh, the Ukraine. It wouldn't matter if he was in Budapest. It wouldn't matter if that dude was in Antarctica. LeBron James is box office. Shout out to Stephen A. Smith. LeBron James is bright lights. LeBron James is going to bring microphones his way. Deal with that. That is what it is all about. But Giannis is the same type of dude, not in the way of being the megastar that LeBron is, but his numbers speak for him themselves. He could be MVP every single year. But the guys that we mentioned is the guys that you should look out for. AD, Kevin Durant, and Luka are like the three top guys that I'm looking at as 
in the MVP race. And then you got Steph, Dame, D-Book. I like to give you love, D-Book, because I love your game, bro. Another outside candidate, but I don't think they'll win. They'll, they won't win enough is Bradley Bill. The NBA media is looking for Bradley Bill just to do something. And he can't do more than what he's doing. This dude's averaging like 26, 27 points a game. You know, are the Wizards going to get better? So then they could put him in that. So those are my picks. All right. So here's the deal. As far as what I want to see in the playoffs. All right. You know, guys, I'm a Laker fan. But I'm going to tell you right now, this is probably how it's going to end up. Lakers are going to be in the Western Conference Finals. The Lakers will probably face either Denver or the Clippers in that Western Conference Finals. And then they will move on to the Finals. And who will they meet? Now, this is where it gets tricky. I believe there are six teams in the East that can win it. I love to see them more to be able to give you the pick, but we here at QP Sports Exchange, we are fearless in our picks, and we are going to make one. Mark my words on that. But I wish I had more time because I really think legit, I want to see what Kevin Durant, Kyrie look like. I want to see what Boston looks like. Keep in mind, we still got the James Harden thing over our head. By the way, The latest rumor on James Harden is that Toronto and Boston have moved to the head of the line for James Harden. So, here's the thing. You got to think about what's going back in return. If you're Houston, if it's Toronto, we start with Pascal Siakam. Or, this call ends. I hang up, I hit the end button, and we're done. If you're Boston, or if you're Houston, and you're talking to Boston, this conversation starts with Jalen Brown. You're not going to get Jason Tatum, okay? So, leave that out. But you say, listen, Jalen Brown, and now we can start talking about the other pieces that go along in this deal. So, if those two teams have moved to the front of the line, they have been willing to give their secondary star. Now, I have a little piece more on Harden that I'm about to get into in one second. So, let me know what you think about that. Now, let's get to who's going to be in the finals face of the Lakers. Okay. I am going to make... A pretty bold prediction. I believe that we are going to see in the finals with the Lakers. Milwaukee. I'm not picking you. Sorry. Can't do it. You got to show it to me. You got to show it to me, Giannis. You got all the money. You got to show it to me, baby. I'm not picking you. I'm really scared of the of the cohesion of the Brooklyn Nets because of the fact that KD is coming back and Kyrie is there and those guys that were part of the 
the teams that were just squeaking into the playoffs, the Dinwiddies of the world, the Carrots Laverts of the world, they got to find their role again. So I'm a little worried about them. So to me, I'm looking at a Boston Lakers finals. The reason why I picked the Celtics is one, I believe they stayed the most cohesive of the bunch. Their two top stars as of now were together last year. And I think continuity will mean something. I think they are consistent enough to get it done. Kimba Walker worries me. His knee worries me a lot. Um, We'll see what Danny Ainge does about that during the year. Danny will do something. I call him Danny Deals. So the Celtics, Lakers meet in the finals. Lakers win. They get the 18th championship. Boston Sisters with the 17th. We still awesome. And we still coming back-to-back champs. The your Los Angeles Lakers. You think that gospel music has gone too far. You think we've gotten too radical with our message. Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, now you know. All right, we're going to update you on the hard news because we can't do it. This is B-Ball Monday. You know how we do it. We do it real big. And let me tell you something. It's not B-Ball Monday if we ain't talking about James Harden and where he's going to go. So how can I leave you without a James Harden update? All right, one of the nastiest one-on-one players in the game is still on the trading block. Houston is waiting out the offers. They're playing the long game, which is good because you don't want a bunch of garbage for James Harden. But I have another take on this, and I was running the past couple people in the last couple days. Now, the competitors for James Harden, he wants to go to a championship organization. James, this is between you and me right now. So I want you to hear my voice. Houston, the Houston area, Houston Rockets fans, tell your boy, James Harden, to come listen to QP Sports Exchange. James, this is a message for you. I understand you want to win. I got you, player, but check this out. I'm going to have you fall back for one second. All right? We in the trust tree together. So I'm talking to you personally, bro. So everybody's been talking about, oh, he should go to Philly. He should go to Brooklyn. He should go here. He should go there. You know where James Harden should go? It's not to any of those teams. And I'll tell you why in one second. If James really wants to win, If he really wants to win and he doesn't want to gut a team, because keep in mind, if you go to Philadelphia, right, they're going to want Ben Simmons back. If you go to Brooklyn, they're going to want all of the role players. I mean, every last one of them, Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, your big man out of Texas, uh, Allen, 
They're going to want all the pieces, right? So you got to look for that team that's on the cusp, but just not there yet. And your talent will bring them over the top or within the next couple years, bring them over the top. So, James, here's what I want you to look at. Here's the teams that I want you to look at. Look at teams that have a lot of assets that are in that six, seven, eight playing range. And I know you're saying that's too far down the totem hole, Vince. I can't go down that far. But, bro, listen, you the beard. You the dude that goes to Vegas and Atlanta and then go to training camp. Your game is so nice. You're like, yo, my game travels wherever I go. My skill set is so vicious that I am a walking playoff bird by myself. If that's the case, James, if you are that guy, if you went to a New Orleans, now I'll tell you another place that you should go. Ludacris, Jermaine Dupree. Tell them about Welcome to Atlanta, where the players play. And we ride on them things like every day. James Harden in Atlanta would be so sick because you're going you're gonna to pair him up with Trey Young. Now, what you're going to have to give back in that deal, Cam Reddish is going to have to go, or DeAndre Hunter, John Collins is going to have to go in that deal. And then one of the other pieces. So it's going to be like John Collins and then two of the three wings. So if you like Kevin Wetter, if you like Hurt Herter, Kevin Herter, keep him. If you like Cam Reddish and his upside, keep him. If you like DeAndre Hunter because he's a real man, he plays defense, and the outside shot is definitely going to improve and continue, take him. But Houston's getting back Collins and two of the wings. Maybe there's a couple picks involved or whatever. But James Harden in Atlanta would be super nice. Now, another team that he can go to. New Orleans, stand up. Your boy is bringing James Harden to the Pelicans. Now, here's the deal for that. Brandon Ingram going to go. Brandon Ingram is going to have to go in that deal. It's going to hurt Pelican fans. But think about this. What's the one thing that people have been saying about Zion and what he needs? He needs floor space. Does James Harden give the Pelicans floor space? He does. The other thing is you can't pay that much attention to Zion because you got James Harden on the team. Also, Steven Adams is on that team and he will help James because James is not great defensively. Lonzo Ball is. Jason Hart is. So, those are the guys that you'd have to give up. But those are the teams, James Harden, that I really want you to look at because I think you going there, you're now top five, top four, and right, 
if we get into the tournament, it's anybody's ball game. So that's the food for thought for today. So what I want to tell James is look at your like eighth, seventh, eighth playoff team and then go there because they're going to have the pieces to give back that where the team is not stripped completely bare and you'll have a team that you can definitely vibe with and work with and get yourself into a role where you would be one of those teams that would scare the holy 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 you know what out of like a, a number one seat so that's my advice for james harden tell me if you agree if you do agree or if you don't agree hit me up on twitter that's at qp sports on instagram at qp sports exchange you know how we do it we do it real big here on b-ball monday i want to give so much love so much love to the listeners who are just an integral part of what we do here. We do this show for you. We are so excited to do it for you. And we do it for you twice a week. B-Ball Monday, Football Friday. You know how we do it. We do it super big. And this is what I'm going to do for you right now is this. Is that we're going to go ahead and sign it off real quick. I'm going to take this time to thank you guys again. Um, We're moving. We're moving forward. Keep telling people. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. You can find us on all the platforms. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Podcaster, Google Pod. Uh, We're on Amazon Music of all places, which is great. Great affiliation with amazon music love them shout out to you amazon music so proud to be part of that wherever you get your pod you know qp sports exchange is going to be there tell your friends tell your neighbors tell your loved ones to jump in the trust tree with your boy vince because we're just going to bring heat every week and you know how we do So with that, I'm saying be kind to one another, love one another. By the way, this is the last B-Ball Monday before Christmas. So Merry Christmas to you all. Happy holidays. Have a safe one. And we will be back on Friday for Football Friday because that's how we do it every single week, bringing you nothing but heat. But do me a favor if you can, if you have the means Take care of a neighbor. It's rough times out there for everybody. God bless you, and we will see you next week. Hey.